Hey everyone, wouldn't you rather invest more time in what you do well rather than what you struggle with? If you've ever had the desire to do that more, then the StrengthsFinder instrument can help you get clarity. On this week's episode, we'll discuss how to use it. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode number 89. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly show to help smart people be better leaders through improved communications, human relations, and personal productivity. And you've noticed, if you've listened to this show before, that I do talk about smart people a lot in the show. And the reason is, is because there's a lot of us out there who have had a ton of training and a ton of experience in learning other things in school and training programs in our daily careers and lives other than how to lead people. And for many of us, that's worked great for a long time. And we've been very successful in what we've been doing in our relationships and our families and our careers. And yet a lot of times, many of us hit that point where we move into that next role or we're leading people or all of a sudden we became a manager or maybe we are building a family like Bonnie and I are right now and all of a sudden we feel like we're not as effective as we used to be. And so this is a show for people who want that booster shot each week, who want to become more effective at communicating and relating with others, being more productive so that you can lead and influence better. And if you are in that place, or maybe you're hitting that point in your life where you're saying, hey, I'd like to get better both personally and professionally to be able to influence others, then this is the show for you. And I'm so glad that you tuned in to join me today. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. And this is a special episode because I've been wanting for a long time to focus on the StrengthsFinder assessment. StrengthsFinder has become an instrument that's being used more and more over the last 10 years in many organizations and with many individuals to take the focus off of what we're all doing wrong and put the focus more on what we naturally do well. And that's not to say we're going to ignore the things we don't do well. We still need to be very present and aware of those, as we've talked about in the show many times. But it's important also to know what we do well and to be able to align with our strengths. And that's why I'm so glad to welcome an expert this week uh, named Steve Dozier. Steve is an expert on StrengthsFinder. He's used the instrument for many years. He used to work for the Gallup organization, which publishes StrengthsFinder. And I'm so glad I got to sit down and talk with Steve this week about the instrument. And then as you'll hear in our interview, we're going to have another special episode next week to actually walk through some of the results. And uh, and I'm going to open up mine and Bonnie's going to open up hers. And we're going to talk about how we can use StrengthsFinder to better understand ourselves and each other. But let me jump right in with my interview with Steve Dozier. I'm so excited to welcome my guest this week, who is Steve Dozier. Steve is a former Gallup consultant. And for those of you who don't know, Gallup is the organization that owns and has done the development for the StrengthsFinder instrument. Steve has been promoting and implementing Gallup science to Fortune 500 organizations. And he's been in corporate learning and organizational development for over 20 years. And he now runs his own firm called Blue Star Intel. 
I'm so glad he's here today because he knows a lot about StrengthsFinder. He's lived and breathed StrengthsFinder for many years, and I know he's going to have a lot of wisdom to be able to share with us. Steve, welcome to Coaching for Leaders. Thank you, David. I'm happy to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. And, um, you know, I reached out to our community even before this episode is airing and found out what people wanted to know about StrengthsFinder. And one of the first questions I got, I thought was the perfect first question to start with here because it gets to the essence of what StrengthsFinder does. And one of our community members, Evelina, sent in a question and said, you know, why focus on strengths rather than weaknesses? Because most people focus on their weaknesses. That's kind of the default setting for lack of a better term. So why focus on strengths? Great place to start, David. And thank you, Evelina, for the question. Basically, a focus on strengths will lead to increased uh, speed, production, and precision in a person's work. But think, let's back up for a minute, David. Think about it. What, what is a weakness? What is a weakness for a person? something they don't do well. Right. Something that either gets in their way or in the way of others. And most of us have been trained to do what? Focus on our weaknesses and fix what's wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It kind of goes back to, you know, elementary school. We brought home a report card and it was all A's. And, you know, if there was a B or C, that's the thing that most of our parents paid attention to. As a matter of fact, a Gallup survey research showed that 70% of parents in the United States will focus on the grades that are lower than the A's, B's, and C's. If there's uh-huh. a D or an F on the report card, 70% of United States parents will focus on that F and completely ignore any A's or B's. Oh, interesting. The challenge with that is when we focus on our weaknesses, that leads to, we, we can't ignore our weaknesses, but when we focus on our weaknesses, it leads to confusion, frustration, Loss of confidence and loss of self-esteem. The challenge with all of that is you lose hope. When you lose hope, you stop trying. The beautiful thing about focusing on a strength is you're starting from a point of, of advantage where somebody's already good with something. You're building confidence, which allows a person to get even more brave and take more risks and expand their circle to some degree. So Gallup has found that people that operate from strength have they, they complete their tasks much more quickly with uh, precision and quality. And they also have longevity and, and higher attendance in organizations when their bosses focus on strengths. The bottom line is we're building confidence in those individuals. And mm. confidence is a key predictor to success. So tell me about the history of StrengthsFinder. How did this come about? Because I had never heard of StrengthsFinder until about seemed like it just kind of came on the scene about 10 years ago in a big way. It was, you know, there was MBTI and DISC. Where did StrengthsFinder come from? Yes, uh, good. Well, you know, we'd focused on, as a society, we'd focused on conventional development philosophy for many, many years. And conventional development philosophy was identify areas of improvement and develop an improvement plan. And the thought behind that was most, if not all, behaviors can be learned and the best in a role display the same behaviors and all these behaviors can be learned because weakness fixing leads to success. Hmm. Well, we had uh, one of the founders of, of Gallup uh, before the company merged with uh, SRI International in the late 70s. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Don Clifton, who's considered the grandfather of positive psychology, was tired of looking at what was wrong with people. And he said, what would happen if we research what was right with people? So even as, as far as just a few years ago, Gallup did a survey on 100 years of psychology uh, literature and found that 8,000 articles were on anger, 58,000 on anxiety, 71,000 uh, articles on depression. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they only found 850 articles on joy, 3,000 on happiness, 
and about 5,700 on life satisfaction. Wow. So the research on what I'll view as abnormal psychology or negative emotions far outweighed the research on positive emotions. But what Don Clifton was able to discern was managing the negative side of psychology is a, is a survival mechanism. In order to thrive and create and get to a higher place, you have to manage and embrace the, 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 the good parts of psychology, the strength, basically what he termed as strengths. So his philosophy was to identify strengths and then develop and focus and develop on strengths. So what he did was develop an instrument that uh, was a combination of over 30 years of research, originally based on 2 million interviews. It's been taken by almost 9 million individuals to date in over 50 countries and 20 languages. Wow. Now there are only 34 themes of, of talent that Gallup has come up with, known what we call strengths. They're really talents or themes of talent. And what there used to be many more, but what has happened over the years is that over the past 10 to 12 years, we've been able to cull down and group uh, organ, uh, talent themes in, into um, larger buckets of strengths that seem to resonate with people. So the idea came from positive psychology and identifying what was right with people and studying over 2 million successful people, such as CEOs, uh, sports uh, athletes, and others who were successful in their field to come up with areas of talent that we could actually define because defining is the first step. And this is a big shift that's happened in the psychological world too over the last 10, 15, 20 years of not just looking at abnormal psychology, which is an important area of study, but also looking at what, you know, what's positive psychology too. And um, for those who aren't familiar, Martin Seligman is one, probably the biggest name in this field is doing a lot of work around positive psychology out of the University of Pennsylvania, I believe, and has some books out on, uh, I think, Authentic Happiness. I'm blanking on the title, but... That's uh, it. Oh, is that it? Yes. Oh, it cool. Has. Cool. I feel like I've read it a while ago. Um, but yeah, this is really kind of like this neat shift of looking at what people do well and not spending as much time on focusing on what we don't do well, you know? Right. And if you look at how talents develop, it's all a matter of, re of a reward mechanism. When you're a child, a small child, roughly three years old, you have roughly a hundred billion neur neurons that make about 10,000 synapse connections which, with each other. Hmm. You're open, you're learning, you're excited, you're a child, you're, your mind is completely open. And over the years, as you perform, you receive certain t uh, signs of reward. And those rewards could be self-satisfaction or somebody telling you that you're good at something sure. or winning a contest and what happens is your mind naturally reinforces itself in those areas oh. the pathways that get used are the pathways that get reinforced in the mind so over the over time your talents develop there's also a common psychological term that says neurons that fight that fire together wire together oh interesting so that summarizes this concept around positive psychology now people sometimes get confused on strengths finder and try to use it as a hiring tool or a tool for correction so i do want to make some clarifications if that's okay Dave. yeah no please do great so what what strengths finder basically is definitely a tool for development it, it talks about how you're wired basically what you'll do a little more than what you'll think which is more what the myers-briggs tends to do mm -hmm. um, it's a lens through it, it'll help you understand the lens through which others look at the world and you look at the world it also gives a common language to talent uh, it helps you find where your energy is versus what might exhaust you got it what strengths finder is not is a tool for hiring or a tool for promotion or, or advancement. It definitely, you, there are no such things as right or wrong strengths or good or bad strengths. We all have our own way of getting things done. We all use our own natural strengths to get those things done. Which is one of the things I really like about this instrument is that there's no right or wrong 
it's a who you are and what is naturally good for you. But I also really like Steve, the individuality of it. Um, and that's something that I think like Myers-Briggs so- sometimes falls a little short on is there's only 16 different styles. And so it's easier, I think, for people to kind of feel like they're being put in a bucket. Uh, whereas StrengthsFinder is really individualized for each person. And and I guess for those who haven't taken it, um, we, we should mention a little logistics. So you take the assessment and you get a report essentially of uh, there's 34 talents total and you get a report uh, of your top five. You know, what are your top five that really, you know, are, are your talents? Am I right on that? You're right. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, so, so that's part of, you know, kind of how the logistics file works. And, and so this kind of brings us to the question is, okay, well, what will we do with this information? So you get those top five, uh, you get the book, you get the information. So um, this brings me to my next community member question. This one came from Jackie. So, other, she says, other than obviously aligning work when possible, how could you best use StrengthsFinder to help a team to work together? Right. Good, good, good uh, way to phrase that question, actually. Uh, it, it's interesting because the journey of strengths follows the journey of emotional intelligence. B- basically, strengths helps you understand yourself better. It will also help you understand other individuals better. So I view that as a partnership, whether it's between supervisor and employee mm. or peer and peer. And the next step is it will help you understand a team better. Uh, a, a team is basically a set of partnerships anyway. So what happens is by having a common language for talent, you start to understand each other better. And this is actually one of my favorite areas to facilitate in is strengths-based teamwork. Hmm. I ask questions of the team. Once we understand the common language and go through what I'll call a strengths breakthrough session, Mm -hmm. where people have a a foundation for understanding Gallup strengths, we'll ask questions such as what brought you to this team? What keeps you on this team? What's one part of this team that you would never change? What are some of our blind spots on a team? What's my unique contribution to the team? Maybe areas, things like uh, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, David, how do I get the best of you? What, how do I treat you in order to get your best performance, your best attitude, your best, you know, you show up your best way. But that's a great question because so many leaders don't ask questions like that. And it's totally okay to ask questions like that. I I run into people all the time and say, well, I'm not sure how to, how to manage this person, how to reward them. And one of the first questions I always ask is, well, have you asked them? And, right. and rarely do I get a yes, you know? So that's a great question to ask. So there's a, a, a Gallup theme, and we'll talk a little bit more about the themes and definitions a little bit later. Yeah. The one called individualization, it happens to be one of the more rare themes, but it's a high quality theme, especially for managers in the sense that it, it you are fascinated by the uniqueness of individuals, hmm. what their motivations are, what their fears are, what their drivers are, motive drivers. And the more you can tune into that, the better you can motivate and manage a person as well. But when, so once again, the beauty of going back to this team is it helps the team understand each other better. And I've done sessions where executives have walked out of this team session and said, you know, I always, you always did this one behavior that bothered me. Or I've even had people say to the extent of, I've never liked you because, oh, and then wow. they would describe a behavior. But then they would tell the other person, I like you better now because I understand why you do that. And I understand what to do about that. Oh, wow. Or That's I understand great. it's not directed at me. So it is a very powerful session. And sometimes we come out of that team session with some changes to make. And many times we come out with many areas that are reinforced. So um, there are a lot of applications to a team beyond just job roles and assigning people tasks. It's helping the team understand the individual members better and appreciate their talents better. 
which is one of the values of going through StrengthsFinder and many other assessments, is that you really do start to understand how people are different and to be able to appreciate those differences and that diversity. And if we can take advantage, uh, take advantage is the right word, if we can recognize that as leaders, the different strengths that our teams bring and tap into those strengths, that's, that's huge. That's leveraging leveraging diversity it's important and and uh there are ways to connect even the generations through strengths or of course yeah. there are ways to use a uh, gallup strengths finder language to connect the generations in the workplace as well so you b- bring up a great point on diversity one thing that's really interesting to me about this instrument and and this kind of speaks to diversity a little bit too is that it it is very individualized it's very unique just the results that you get and where some of the other assessments, you kind of fall into a pattern or a bucket or a certain type of, you know, this is your personality type. Uh, Finder is really unique. And you were telling me, how, what's the likelihood of two people in a room kind of getting the same five strengths as far as how does, how does can you share some of those? Sure. If two, if two individuals having the, roughly the same five strengths in any order is roughly one in 270,000. And I say roughly because I don't remember the exact number. But having two individuals meet each other who have the exact top five in the exact same order is one in 33.3 million. Um, so, if, so the one in 270,000-ish number, that's not, that's not even necessarily in the same order, those top five, just at this, the top five in any order. Yes, wow. yes. Having the exact same top five in any order just because of the, the, the combination of the 34. Um, but we are all unique and we are all wired differently as far as these talents go. And StrengthsFinder is a beautiful way to show that hmm. too. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So what's good about StrengthsFinder? Because every assessment has its, its strengths and its weaknesses. What's good about StrengthsFinder and what, if anything, are its weaknesses? Sure. I'll start with the good. Um, many times we in, in business would try to describe a person and their talents and we would come up with words like X fact. They have that X factor because we couldn't quite define what a person was like. Mm. So the beautiful thing about StrengthsFinder is it gives us a common language that we can use to describe a person. We certainly don't want to limit a person or, or bucket a person by their strengths, but we certainly can have better descriptors for a person. So it's a common language. It helps us identify identify each other's talents and maybe uh, uh, approach each other uh, more uniquely based on those talents. It's a wonderful thing to know more about you, David, or you to know more about me in terms of our communication when we know each other's strengths. It also helps us in in dividing tasks. Hmm. A little bit on the downside or what we'll call the dark side of strengths. uh, The biggest risk is that people say, gee, that's not my strength. So I'm not going to do that or I'm not where I don't need to do that. Uh, because something is not your strength is not an excuse not to do it. It's an excuse to do it to the point that you're able to do whatever the task may be. You have to manage your weaknesses. You can't ignore your weaknesses. They're your vulnerabilities and they need to be guarded for. So that's one common misconception. The other challenge with strengths is that people once, if they overuse their strengths, they may know their, they may be able to label and know their strengths better, but a strength overused becomes a weakness. For instance, mm. a person who has high command, the ability to take charge, of a situation. That's great when, when the situation is appropriate or when there's a tragedy that occurs, somebody has to step up and take control. But if this person consistently does that and just dictates the way that a meeting's going to be run or a project's going to be done, you lose the competitive advantage of having command as a strength just to pick out one. But you could apply that to almost any strength. And I think that's really wise advice that any strength overuse can really become a, a liability. And that's a really, that's a really important thing for all of us to remember as leaders and not to 
to rely over rely too much on things because I, I do and I know I have before Steve you know we assign a label to ourselves either someone else assigns one or we assign it to ourselves like you know label like introvert or extrovert and then we're like well I can't do that because I'm not X <laughs> and it's uh it's dangerous to kind of get into that we you know we should use this as one data point versus trying to say this is defines who I am exactly exactly got it got I think it. the strengths of of strengths finder and having that language far outweigh any potential dangers or weaknesses there once once you manage those so what kinds of situations would someone benefit from utilizing an instrument like strengths finder well I think once again I'll come back to the 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 same journey for strengths as I would call an emotional intelligence journey there's the knowledge of the self. There's knowing, there's knowing uh, your own emotions, managing your own emotions and motivating yourself. And then there are the, um, the, the advantages of working with others and recognizing and understanding other people's emotions and managing relationships. So once you know, once you know your strengths better, you can focus on areas that, um, that basically speak to your strengths. Mm. You can leverage your strengths better because you, you can tie into their their definition now that you can recognize your own strengths you can also learn to manage your weaknesses in the sense that when you are talking with somebody that has either complementary or completely diverse strengths as you have you can read up a little bit to understand how to work with a person who has different types of strengths and mm -hmm. understand how to approach them and it does come down to communication basically you know the basic co components of it so part of this is if i'm leading a team that if I go through and do something with StrengthsFinder, even if maybe I do it myself, I give myself some language that I can then use to describe to others how to work with me, what are my strengths, what do I do well. That's part of this whole process too, it sounds like. Yes, certainly as a, as a leader or even a subordinate. And better yet, as a leader, you'll understand your followers better and how to work with them and how to appeal to, to their, their talents and strengths and also their emotional drivers, the things that really turn them on and get them excited about work. Which is cool because most of us enjoy our strengths. We like our strengths. We like to be in that zone where we do, we spend more of our time focusing on the things we really do well. And if we can have that orientation as leaders to the people we're working with that they really get excited about doing work and they get excited about showing up and, and being on a team and doing the things that they do. Uh, and it's just, I think it's just a really neat way to approach leadership. Well, and Gallup research shows that when people work to their strengths, they're going to, they're going to be six times more likely to be successful in the role and three times as likely to say they have a high quality of life. Hmm. They also, Gallup also has research that shows that teams that focus on their strength have about a 9% greater era of ability to produce profits or 9% greater profitability than teams that don't focus on strength. Wow. So there is a lot of science and data behind this. But if you think about it from a common sense approach, it just makes sense too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, tell me about the logistics of this, because is, how do you, what's the best way to take the assessment and to get value from it? Is it getting the book? Is it going online? Like I, I, I've heard different things over the years, kind of how it works logistically. Walk sure. us through what's the best way to do that. Yeah. Let's explain there. There, I think there are roughly five ways to take the assessment at this point. And oh, wow. uh, well, there are actually more than five. It, it, many of the Gallup books have a code for the assessment in the back. Even the books that aren't necessarily focused on strengths. For instance, how full of, is your bucket is one of the great Gallup books that talks about motivation does have a strengths finder code in the back. Um, strengths based leadership has a code in the back. And, and so on and so forth. But the ways you could do it is one is through the book. Now, when you take it through the book, StrengthsFinder 2.0 versus all of the other books has a slightly unique and updated report. 
the report it shows will tell you how your various top five interact with each other. So the mm-hmm. definitions under each one of those strengths may vary slightly from the definitions you get either online or from one of the other Gallup books. They are taking into consideration the the combination of strengths. That oh, you interesting. And this was part of the update from the original Now Discover Your Strengths book to the Strengths Finder 2.0. Yes. And it's, it. it's both a blessing and a curse. And this is my opinion only. The blessing side, it does make the report slightly more unique and more personable. Sure. The curse side of it is people get confused because their definition for a particular strength is not as great or is not as as uh, matching as somebody else's definition. Oh, interesting. So if I go through and look at the definition in the book, it might be a little different language-wise than the definition that's on my report. And if yes. I'm trying to find a common lexicon when I'm communicating with people, there may be a little bit of um, difference there, but I, I would imagine that difference is pretty slight though. Yeah, it's, you definitely can overcome it. You certainly can overcome it. I, I like to, when I, when I work with people who are new to strengths, I like to start with the pure reports first, mm-hmm. meaning that they're, they're the most basic and exact definitions and then move into strengths finder 2.0. The other ways you can take the assessment is go online and Gallup has opened up a great site called uh, strengthcenter.com and you can buy codes yourself to either get your top five. Oh, really? Or you can pay $89 and get your full 34. And that way you'll know what your bottom areas are that you have to manage, not to focus on, but just managing some of your weaknesses. I didn't know there was a site you could, I thought you had to buy the book. This is relatively new. This is roughly this year or late last year. Gallup, this is the first time Gallup has ever opened up Strengths uh, Finder to the general public where you didn't have to be a Gallup, one of the large Gallup clients to have access to your full, full code. Okay, great. So we can put a link in the show notes to that, tell people how to get there and they could go online and do, and do you know off the top of your head how much it costs to take the assessment? Roughly $89. And that way you get your full 34. It's about $9 to get your top five. I think people become intrigued and eventually do want to buy their, their full 34. And for $89, I think it's quite a bargain compared to the way we used to access it. Yeah. And, and even like, even if you just went on and did the $9 version, I mean, you get a lot of information, a lot of value there. So that's awesome. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't say I was going to ask you about this, so, um, we can get this in the show notes later if uh, you don't have it on your fingertips, Steve, but I know you shared something with me too, that there's some resources for if you're leading a team of people and you know, their strength, like how you can coach people, how you can lead people using different strengths. Um, there's some resources online that you can get access and information to that, right? Absolutely. Under Gallup Strength Center, in addition to having a, a quick reference card to what the strengths are, there are also uh, resource guides on how to manage others. Um, now Discover Your Strengths, the original book that was uh, authored by Marcus Buckingham, uh, does have a section in the back on how to manage others. Uh, Strengths Finder 2.0 has a section on how to work with others. There are wonderful online tools. There are also tools online that will help you put together a team talent map hmm. so that you can chart out what your team looks like and you can see where, if you're well balanced or if you have areas that you need to uh, reinforce with complementary strengths. So there are many, many resources and we'll put some of the links on site. Oh, great. Awesome. So if you're looking for those links, go over to the show notes and you can grab them for this episode. And uh, that link for this show is going to be at coachingforleaders.com slash 89. And that will get you there directly to those links. And so here's what we're going to do to really kind of bring this home, because rather than just kind of talking about the overview and the theory behind the instrument, uh, Steve's been really gracious to uh, also spend some time with Bonnie and me and to go through the assessment. And so Bonnie and I have actually taken the assessment already, and we've got our five strengths mapped out. 
And so what we're going to do, uh, Steve's been really kind to agree to come back on the show next week for episode 90. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through um, my results. We're going to go through Bonnie's results. And we're going to talk about our strengths, what what uh, kind of what our preferences are. Steve's going to facilitate it and we'll have a conversation about it. And uh, I think it's going to be a whole bunch of fun. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with it. But, um, so watch for that next week, episode 90, we'll be back with Steve. We're going to walk through, uh, my results, Bonnie's results. We'll talk about how we interact together. And I think the great, the great thing about this, Steve, is that it's just as valuable personally as it is professionally. Right. It definitely is. Although Gallup tries to downplay the personal side because they don't want it to be viewed as pop psychology, which it is not. They really focus on the on the workforce, but it has helped individuals understand each other better outside of work. As a matter of fact, it's used in elementary schools, uh, colleges and uh, churches, et cetera, even out of the corporate world, government agencies. Yeah. And so we'll take some time on episode 90 uh, to look through it through a business standpoint, of course, but also through a personal standpoint of marriage uh, with uh, Bonnie and I and how our strengths complement each other and, and differences do. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, you all listen to the show know that I'm a big believer that leaders need to lead themselves well first, lead at home well first uh, before they can lead well in other places. So I think that'll be a really a a really good conversation for us to have. Hey, Steve, thanks for coming in today. And um, before I let you go, just uh, we'll obviously talk more next week, but um, let's let folks know how to get in touch with you. Uh, What's the best way for folks to reach you at uh, Blue Star Intel? Sure. The best way is by email, which is Steve Dozier. That's my name, basically Steve, D-O-S-I-E-R at bluestarintel.com. They can also call the corporate number at 714-536-4871. My company basically focuses on fostering happy, um, happy customers, successful organizations, healthy leaders, and thriving employees. And we do that by helping people understand and apply their strengths. Awesome. And we're going to put all that information into the show notes as well. So again, you can get that at coachingforleaders.com slash 89. Hey, Steve, thanks for coming in. And uh, Bonnie and I will see you next week. I'm excited. All right. I look forward to being here. Thank you, David. Likewise. Well, as you heard next week on episode 90, we are going to dive into my results, Bonnie's results. We're going to sit down with Steve, the three of us, and walk through those in detail. So you really get kind of a, a down and dirty look at StrengthsFinder and exactly what kind of things and language is used in the reports and also, more importantly, what that means for helping us to improve and become more influential as leaders. In the meantime, though, if you have initial questions about the instrument, just some of the history, the background, the logistics, or maybe you'd like to go take the instrument, you can actually go online, as Steve and I mentioned this in the uh, interview here, and uh, take the instrument for less than $10. I believe it's $9.95 or something like that. Anyway, the link is on the show notes. So go to coachingforleaders.com slash 89. That will take you there, um, as well as a number of the other resources that Steve mentioned. Of course, you can always call in with feedback, 94938LEARN is a great way to connect with me, or you can email feedback to feedback at coachingforleaders.com. But go to the website first because the notes are there, and you can also join the conversation online. Uh, If you go to the bottom of the notes, there's a forum there to be able to 
connect. So, be, And of course, be sure to join us next week as well. Hey, I want to uh, say thank you to a few folks who are connected with me on social media. You know, each week I read the names of the folks who have connected with me online, and I so appreciate you taking the time to do that. And for those of you who've made that connection and dropped me notes every week, I, I get all kinds of notes every week from this community. Thank you so much for doing that. And I apologize for botching so many people's names. <laughs> many of you uh, write in from other parts of the world, and I know I'm messing up people's names. So uh, there's a few, uh, there's a few uh, longer ones here this week, and I'm very sensitive to this because my last name is Stahoviak, and that is not an easy name to say or spell. I still get it wrong on spell check all the time, which is why I have it in my spell check uh, dictionary. So if you, if uh, I do ever ha- mess up your name and botch your name on the show, please drop me a line. Let me know how to say it correctly. But but hey, say uh, thank you to Reagan Kakashki, Malik Tayab, Zor Basawendi, Nakil Habib, Daniel Crispim, Cheyenne Gracheni, Tarek Islam, Jeremy Walsh, Raul Diaz Lalemi, and Helen Hutton for following me this week, either on Twitter, Facebook, or Google. Hey, if you'd like to stay connected as well, simply go to coachingforleaders.com. And on the front page there, you'll find all the social media icons of, you know, all those different networks and even a few more. So you can connect with me there. And that's the best way to stay in touch with the show throughout the week and to find out what's going on. And I share a bunch of articles, resources, a lot more than I ever talk about here on the show on those networks. So be sure to connect with me there. I would love to stay in touch with you during the week. Hey, I also want to say a thank you to the person uh, behind the username Lead First for a really nice written review on iTunes. If that's you, drop me a line. I'd like to thank you personally. Hey, if you've been listening to the show for a while and it's been helpful to you, one great way that you can be helpful to me in helping reach more people uh, with this message and helping more people improve their leadership is to write a written review on iTunes if you use it. And if you'd like to do that, I am very grateful. Go to coachingforleaders.com slash iTunes. That will take you there. Hey, if you'd love to get a midweek booster shot from me, I send an email article out every week with an idea on how you can become a better communicator, better at your relationships, more productive. Go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. Again, that's coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe, and I'll make sure that you get that as well. Hey, have a great week. And if I can be helpful this week, drop me a line. Take care, everybody.